Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. Today we're going to talk about a scorner. That's what God has talked to me about, is a scorner. How many of you have studied out a scorner to see what one is? Okay, it's good. It'll be a good teaching. I look, obviously, I start with the dictionary all the time. A scorner has open dislike or disrespect or derision, often mixed with indignation. An expression of contempt or derision. Derision means contemptuous ridicule or mockery. Have you ever dealt with somebody and they become sarcastic and critical in the middle of it and they say a bunch of wicked things? That's called a scorner. Scorner and scoffer and mocker are interchangeable in the Bible. They're used uh, in Proverbs mostly. The Hebrew word for it is lutz. I did not study the root of that. I just saw that was the word. A scorner mocks the things of God and expresses his negative opinion of the wisdom with the reason. In other words, not only do they talk negative about what you're talking about, they do it to cause pain and inflict things on you. And they do it with contempt or ridicule or mockery. Some people get out of you pinning them down by becoming mockery to you. Okay? They're, they, they're contemptuous when you correct them. Fools, uh, fools uh, think scorners talk. Like you can have foolishness in your head. I've had it. But when it comes out your mouth, it's totally different. Proudly unteachable because they refuse to listen. This is a description of a scorner. These are biblical descriptions. They're not, they're not just something you make up. Would you turn to Proverbs 9, 8, please? We've got lots of scriptures today. This, now, this is how you have to deal with scorners. And I think all of us should learn this. So we don't get sick when we deal with people that hurt us real bad. You have to understand what you're dealing with so you have the right attitude in your relationship so you don't get all beat up. How many of you touched somebody got beat up so bad you don't want to play no more? Okay, the honest people all raise their hand. <laughs> all right, because, because it's tough. It says, reprove not a scorner. Don't correct them. Now, we should put that right here in front of our eyes like on something that when you're walking around, you, don't, you never forget, right? Lest he hate thee. How many times have I tried to help people and they wound up hating me? I have no idea how many. I've done too many. Now it says, rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. In other words, if you're dealing with a person that wants something, they will love you for protecting them. But when you're dealing with a scorner, they end up hating you for correcting them. 
and it says reprove not. That's an instruction. That's not a, a maybe. That's an instruction from God. Proverbs uh, 13.1 A wise son hears his father's instruction. This is how you can tell as a, as a pastor or a leader or whatever you want to call me if people are with you or not. When you correct them, it's the giveaway. Because see, it says a wise son hears. If they're not a son, they'll fight with you, argue with you, contend with you. But a scorner Here's not a rebuke. So you could tell somebody has a son's heart in ministry, at work, or at home. This, is, this stuff fits, fits everywhere. It's a waste of time to show scorners the error of their ways. Proverbs 15, 12. It only took me 35 years to figure this out. You ought to take it and run with it. It took me a long time to learn what I am talking about to you this morning. Come with a big price. Lots of pain. A scorner loves not the one that reproves him. Neither will he go to the wise. Now, words, you help them, they don't love you, and they won't even go to seek wisdom because they want to be right. Hallelujah. The Bible has a scripture, it says, to be warns us to beware of them and to avoid them. So we're supposed to avoid them. You're supposed to avoid them. How many of us have gone to scorners and tried to fix them? My God. Awful what happens to you. Scorners, scorners cannot find wisdom because they are already convinced of their own opinion. So they can't, they stay ignorant and they, please forgive me, they actually stay stupid. Right. Proverbs 14, 6. I appreciate that, Brian. I really appreciate these scriptures being up there. I, I, this is a lot better reading them for me. A scorner seeks wisdom and finds it not. But knowledge is easy unto him that understands. A scorner wants to learn, but they never learn. Oh, my. Have you ever wondered why you got to like 10, 15, 20 years in people when you're thinking, why they keep doing the same thing again? Scorners refuse to learn from rebukes or mistakes. They keep on doing the same things over and over again. Proverbs 13, 1, please. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scorner hears not. Rebuke. They can't hear you. They're deaf. You ever hear, think, man, it falls on deaf ears. That's where it come from, Proverbs. <laughs> the scripture in Proverbs, that's where it came from. Scorners are a source of strife. And when you get rid of them, you have peace. Proverbs 22.10. Listen to this. Ooh, do you realize how strong this is? Cast out the scorner. And contention will go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. This ought to identify who you're dealing with. The times that you repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly try to instruct people out of 
their situation when they didn't, they already had an opinion of what the solution should be. And it wasn't what you were telling them. This describes a lot. I don't know how you feel about this. This has set me free. I'm doing this message and I'm getting free because I'm realizing that I'm to preach, you're to decide. You got as much free will as I got. And last October, the Lord told me to start letting go and letting things happen. That I'm not to fix everything. You know, I'm a fixer. If I think you're going to hit by a train, I want to dive and push you out of the way. But if I had to do it seven times in a row, just maybe I ought not risk my life getting in front of that train with you to try to get you out of the path of it. Right? Amen? When you get rid of the scorner, the atmosphere changes. Now, I remember sitting in services where the preacher would say, if you're sitting there uh, judging me, you can't hear me. You know, a lot of people, a lot goes on in their head. They're deciding whether you're right or not while you're talking in their head. They, they protest in their mind and in their heart in a church service. How many of you understand what I'm saying? You have this big stuff going on in there. And you can't receive from what you don't like anyway. You're going to love this one. And I'm not, I don't mean nothing by it, but I, I wouldn't stay in a church where I didn't believe in somebody who was at the head of it. Why would you do that? I can't think of one reason other than you want to do something in there that you think you can do. Other than that, there's no reason to be there. If you don't believe in the leadership of your company and it's going broke, you usually start looking for a job. If it's mismanaged or, or the funds are wrong or they're doing something morally wrong, uh, you, you could strain gnats and swallow camels, though. I mean, you could, you could strain all the little stuff that don't matter. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was listening to Miles Monroe. I love Miles Monroe. I mean, he's so wise. He said, if you have, I, I don't read criticism because if you have time to read it, you're not doing enough because I have lots to do. <laughs> I said, isn't that the truth? I'll be honest with you, I, I'm really busy. And so for me, I don't have a lot of time for all that. I, I just want to keep working. You know, I, I know, I've said this to you before. I work to build a platform to get more work done. Do you understand what I just said? I work to build a foundation so I can put people in that foundation so I can get another level of ministry done. You know that's what we're doing. That's why we want you to participate. Not because, now if you're going to come in and scorn, we don't want you. <laughs> if you're going to come in and talk ugly about me, why would I want you in the foundation of the place? That's crazy. You know, you want people in there that understand your humanity but also know you're called by divinity because you are human and your skin will get you in trouble. It says, no, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit, right? So if you followed me around, I'm sure I'd say something throughout the day that you didn't like, but I'm sure you guys never have that problem. You, know? you probably have problems with yourself, what you say. That's that old joke about the guy that I told you got stuck on an island and built two churches because he didn't like the last one. He was there by himself. You know, people are disagreeable. They fight with, you know, you could be having a fight with yourself and then treat me bad. But you see, I'm supposed to know the difference and leave you alone. It's one thing to be going through something, but it's another thing to make it your theology. Because when you need cooked and you need God to skim the dross, he's got to turn up the heat 
And when he turns up the heat, you're not going to be as pleasant as you normally are. And there's nothing you can do about that. <sighs> you know, you're, all the bad stuff's coming up, and, and you're going to treat the people around you that won't leave you bad because they're the ones who won't leave you. If you did it to anybody else, they'd leave you. So, so the only people you can do it with is the people you love because they're going to stay. So, you, you know, you have to work that out internally with your house and stuff because everybody else is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not married to you, I'm gone. <laughs> you know? So when God starts cooking your life, you better w make sure it's in the right environment that you release yourself. Amen. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.